What is up, Bolt fam? Uh, we are back here on Chargers Powder Hour, episode number 59. I'm trying to think. I think Nick Vigil is like the first person that comes to mind when I think of number 59 for the Chargers. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's, a ran- that's a random one for sure. But uh, here we are. First episode back. As I'm sure you guys are all aware, Chargers clinched a playoff berth versus the Colts. Monday Let's fucking go. In an absolute defensive clinic. Uh, performed by Brandon Staley and co. Um, I'm your co-host, Miles, joined with, obviously, your boy, Colin. Uh, how are we doing today, man? Doing fantastic, man. Uh, all the stress uh, from from clinching a playoff spot is gone, and it just feels like a new season started yesterday uh, on Victory Tuesday. We're, we're recording a day or two late due to uh, – me and you kind of getting too drunk and and not being able to record yesterday, among a variety of things. Colin and I, but I'm um, sure just like most of you guys out there, Colin and I had a very very fun Monday night. First time this season that Colin and I were able to watch a game together. So, you guys can kind of imagine how that went. Um, there were some fridges, lots of fridges filled with beer are now very desolate after Monday night. So, lots of beer, and uh, your dad even made me a Manhattan. So Shout out Greg. It, was, it was a great, Shout out Greg for that great trip. cocktail. Um, dude. Yeah, no, I just, I feel like a new, it's a new season as far as expectations and, and hopes and just, yeah, like hope, like faith in, in this team. Now we're, we're getting healthier. We've talked about that over the last couple episodes and, and we're excited about that. And we'll even talk about that here today a little bit, but it just seems like things are kind of finally starting to like come together for this team at the right time. And that's, man, that's exciting. Um, but look, two weeks left, lots to play for still. Um, you know, it's, it's about setting yourself up. I mean, first part of it is about getting into the tournament, getting in the dance, but now it's about how you set yourself up um, for a playoff run. And, and, you know, a lot of that can be done in these next two weeks. So, Important football left, but man, just a big monkey off the back. Um, and thank God we're not going into a week 17 win and in scenario again because fuck man, last year was just brutal. And even if we had won that game, like it's still just the emotions that you'd have to sit through um just to to clinch at the last minute. Um if you can avoid that, it's always nice. So I'm on I'm on cloud nine, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how much of a roller coaster this season has been. You know, if if you told me after the Raiders game or after the Seahawks game, after the second Raiders game, that we would be sitting here with two weeks left to go in the season, not worrying about whether we're going to get in or not, I would have thought that you were crazy. But literally every single thing that the Chargers have needed to happen the last two weeks have happened. Uh, we needed the Jets, the Patriots, and... One other team to lose. Dude, really, honestly, you, you could argue that everything that we've needed to happen over the last, like, three weeks have happened. Like, not only have we gone on a, a three-game winning streak, but I'm pretty sure the Jets and uh, the Dolphins, like, no one's won since we've gone on this three-game streak. So, like, the Jets have plummeted, the Patriots have plummeted, um, the Dolphins have plummeted and uh, the Raiders have even, you know, are basically out of it now, um, especially with, with the news today. But it, it's crazy, man. Like all this, I, I remember after losing to Kansas City and we fell to six and six, I was like, dude, I, I was really thinking it was like, it wasn't over. I, I thought for us to climb back into it, I, I thought it, it was going to be exactly what it was a year ago. I was like, somehow, some way, we're going to find ourselves walking into week 18 with a chance, with a win and get in scenario, but just the stress, all the emotions that are going to like build up to that and then come with that. Um, I just wasn't really looking forward to it. So, you know, week by week, checking the the ticker while the, the Chargers were playing and, and seeing the Jets lose and seeing um, the Dolphins lose, like everything happened everything that needed to go our way in the last really three weeks, close to a month has gone our way. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it it really is. And just to think, I think especially after, well, I remember first half of the Cardinals game, I was thinking, well, this, 
this shit's a wrap. And then we ended up getting that. We got out of that one, had a bad loss against the Raiders. And then you and I were kind of thinking, you know, there's only one way we can turn this around. Like we, we have, we got a tough stretch coming up. We got Tennessee, Miami, both two teams that were in playoff position at that point. And we're just thinking to ourselves, we got to find a way to at least win one of these two. And then we got to beat the Colts, Rams, Broncos. You know, we come out of that with, three and oh to start that stretch of the last five games and I think the craziest part for me is I think we figured we were going to start succeeding with our offense starting to turn around you know I thought we were going to kind of see some more growth growth and development from you know getting guys like Keenan Allen Mike Williams back but it's been the defense that is winning these games for us over the last three weeks Chargers are number one in points per game and yards per game on the defensive side of the ball in the entire league and that's against the Miami offense that looked really, really good through a majority of the season. That's against the Tennessee offense as Derrick Henry. Against the Colts offense, that's pretty horrible. But still three giving up three points to any to any NFL offense is still just such a massive yep. win. And it's really our defense yeah. right now that's firing on all cylinders and is the reason why we're looking prime to go on a playoff run right now. So I, I just think it's really yeah. just been what what a season it's been. It, a crazy season, man. Um, to to add on to that roller coaster that you were just talking about, um, Brandon Staley, a month ago, I think ninety percent, like if he was president of Chargers Nation a month ago, he probably had like a ninety percent like disapproval rating or like ten percent approval rating, whatever you want to call it or however you want to phrase it. So majority of people in this fan base had kind of already given up on him and we're, we're starting to turn the page. You know, there was a lot of chatter about Sean Payton. There still is a little bit of chatter about Sean Payton, which I mean, me personally, I, I, I think Staley has shown me enough to keep his job for another season. Um, now there's still more that he can do, AKA the, the offensive coordinator position, but um, it's crazy, man. Like it's just so fitting that the defensive side of the ball is what has gotten this team on this this hot streak, and it, it's it's straight straight up Brandon Staley's. You know, I mean, you got to give him credit. You know, it's his his side of the ball that's coming through and really has been a catalyst for this team um, and the special teams unit as well. I mean, they've been a top top unit pretty much all season. So, um, you know, it's really the offense that has a lot of fans concerned at this time. Um, you know, and, and they haven't played their best ball at all. So, you know, that's kind of positive in the sense that it could be coming. But during certain stretches of, of games, especially Monday night, you just kind of sit there and, and ask yourself, like, is it ever going to get put together this season at least? So to me, that's that's the concerning part. But, yeah, just give Brandon Staley a bunch of credit for, you know, being able to get his side of the ball and this team on a roll these last three weeks. Yeah. This defense has been completely revitalized and that's that two of those weeks was without Derwin James. I guess we saw half the game the other night was without Derwin James and we're going to, we're getting Joey Bosa back. Hopefully. Well, we thought this yeah. week, but with some new updates, doesn't sound like that's really going anywhere. But at Which, this point, do you remember, cares if do you remember on Monday night after the game when we were, we were sitting there drinking and talking and I was like, I jokingly said, because you were, because you, you showed me Ian Rappaport's tweet. And I was like, oh shit, okay, maybe Staley or maybe uh, Bosa is back this week in practice. And then I jokingly said something about, yeah, watch Brandon Staley on on Wednesday is going to be like, no update. Yep. And here we are. And when I logged on to Twitter a couple hours ago and saw no update from Popper, I literally almost like spit my fucking drink out of my mouth. I mean, it's, everybody's day-to-day at this point. I feel like Joey Bosa's been day-to-day for a few weeks, and it's been reports of, uh, we might see him, no update yet. And then we have these other sources that are like, well, yeah, he should be back this week, and then Brandon Saley just seems like, to shut that down. So. It's oh, like, To me, it's it's the frustrating part of, like, if he's still two weeks away, just tell us. Don't Don't leave us on no update for the fourth week in a row. Like, give us something. Give us, like, hey, he's, he's close, but, you know, we're still looking, like, another week. Or, you know, and, and I get it. Like, putting timeline on things is tricky because 
you say a week and then a week later everyone comes back around hey it's been a week and and nothing's really changed so yeah it, it's it's tough man and it's like i'm not bashing staley on not having any new information i just was laughing um kind of at myself in the sense that well i kind of i kind of called that but um no man I, I hope they can get bosa back out there soon it is a little concerning now i think that i mean now that we're, we're, we're clinched and we know we're going to the dance um with two games left you know i i would prefer to see bosa get get in especially that denver game that might be what they're eyeing but again that's in the cold um maybe you would have liked to kind of get him out there for you know on a pitch count against a rams team at home but i don't know whatever they're however it goes i mean i just i hope he doesn't go into the playoffs kind of you know cold and and uh not unprepared but you know i I hope he gets a game under him before we uh head into the playoffs i would hope so too uh at this point though you know if if he's not being activated before this week then i really wouldn't mind him just sitting for that week 18 game just to avoid you know any kind of setbacks or anything along those lines so um i do i would see him back for the first playoff game though um but again it's it's like you mentioned it's kind of tough to really get a good timetable on that based off what Brandon Staley's been giving us which has been a whole lot of nothing so and we still haven't heard a lot on Rashawn Slater either I know it was mentioned maybe a couple weeks ago that he was you know trending in the right direction ahead of schedule and could possibly be back I've even seen before the playoffs or in the playoffs no one like it's a it's a loose timetable but we haven't got gotten any new information on that either so um it's kind of getting to the point now where like i i think at least bosa i I think we'll definitely get him back whether maybe it's just one game it's the wild card game and things don't go our way and whatever then you know season's over at that point or you know he gets back in time and, and plays a couple of playoff games and we go on a little run um, I'm not sure about Slater. I really don't know if we'll get him back. And at this point, I've kind of put that already out of my head as a possibility. Like, hey, if it happens, great. That's awesome. But I, I mean, how do you feel about the whole Slater injury? Like, do you, do you honestly think he'll be back in time, especially for the wild card round? Because um, you could also argue, like, hey, if you don't have him back in time for the wild card round, you might not have him back at all. Yeah, that's. That's a good question. And again, I just don't think we have enough updates. It's kind of one of those situations where it feels like we should be getting reports on guys like him that like, oh, well, he's he's back in the facility, you know, he's working on it. Like, but we're just getting like, absolutely nothing. So I, I really hope Bosa hasn't even, we didn't see him. Bosa hasn't even been activated off the IR. So that's kind of alarming because you get three weeks, right? Yeah. To to like activate them and and get them up to speed before you have to shut him down. So look, if it kind of feels like he should have been activated today or last week, maybe even late last week, um, if he was going to have a real shot at playing this week or even next week. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's the only kind of weird I wouldn't even say cloud. I mean, it's it's never a bad bad news to get starters back, but we've just been teased so much this year with getting guys back. Um, even when guys have eventually come back, guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, I just I don't know, man. Like, I want to see this team going on a run, and I think they can do it. Um, but I'm also kind of like waiting on some of this this back end injury news to really solidify my belief and in this playoff run, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I just, right now, you know, obviously guys like Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater are going to do nothing but help this team out. But you see what they're doing. Tremendously too, I might add. Like not not just help out, but like turn this back into a, a favorite in the AFC. Yeah, that's that's true. But with the way that we're just playing right now, it's like, 
why risk why risk bringing some of those guys back obviously we want them back and we want to see them in the playoffs but at this at this point of what this team's been doing right now these last three weeks it's it's kind of like I can I can live without this team without Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa right now yeah no I I can for the next two weeks like it's easy to you for the next two weeks I'm with you like don't rush anyone back but I mean, it's. I'm just pointing out that it's getting kind of late. Um, where I'm a little concerned about fuck, like just doing the math in my head timeline. Um, ha- both of those guys having to come off IR and return to practice, and then get to get to a game. Like, I'm looking at my my watch a little bit. Like, oh shit, okay. Um, and of course, it's it's right in time for a playoff run, which is exciting. First playoff since 2018. Um. But yeah, that's just, it's like, it's the only thing that kind of, like, it's a, it's just the only buzzkill for me right now about this team. I get that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to have them back, but it's just kind of the reality of what's going on, just kind of been the reality of what this team has been most of the year. So if, if we can get guys like that back, then I really, truly think that we can go on a run, but... Do I also think that there's a chance that we can go on a run with the state of this roster right now? I think so as well. So I guess we'll just have to see. You're more, you're way more optimistic than I am at this point. I'm not saying just because, but I think we we can like main reason I, like I say that is because, and uh, let's, this is a good transition as well um, to Monday night's game, right? Chargers pick up a 20 to three win over the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Justin Herbert, 24 for 31, 235 yards, one interception, second straight game that he hasn't thrown a single touchdown pass. Um, first time that's happened back to back in his, in his young career. Um, and honestly, just kind of a, an okay effort, not effort, okay performance on the offensive side. Um, I think the more I zoom out and look at, kind of what this offense has done just look up you know point production over the last four to five weeks maybe even six weeks they're averaging right around 20 points a game and so obviously we'll start with the offense here I mean what what's your biggest concern right now about the offense offense going forward and just biggest overall takeaway from from Monday night's game I think the biggest concern going forward has been the biggest concern all year it's play calling I mean we've talked about it so much it sounds like a broken record but this is just not we don't have we have the facilities on this offense we have the talent on this offense to be able to put up we should be able to put up the similar numbers to like the Chiefs on offense you know we should be putting up 30 points a game but it just seems like we just get in some situations that we just have these horrible play calls especially on third down our third down play calling is just bad and that's usually set up by poor play calls on first and second down depending on how many yardage? How much yardage we get on the first down there? Uh, but yeah, play calling is just really, really bad right now. It's been bad the whole season. Uh, you know, when you have a superstar quarterback like Justin Herbert, who's thrown no touchdowns over the last two weeks, and let's see, three picks now. You know, that's there's only really one way to point a finger, and it's got to be at Joe Lombardi, I think. You know, our our offensive line has also been had its inconsistencies this year, uh, but. I just I think when you have an offensive line that's currently starting two rookies right now, you're gonna have those inconsistencies. And we should be able to, yeah. especially with a guy like Justin Herbert, like you see the stats, you see what he can do, like with these rollout packages. Like he's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league when you get him out of the pocket, and then we call like maybe two of them a game. And it just doesn't it does not make much sense to me. It feels like after Miami when he absolutely torched that defense rolling out of the pocket we've just completely gone away from any kind of play call involving Justin Herbert getting out of the pocket. So I I don't know. I just don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it feels like from a fan's perspective that I could do a better job of calling this offense than Joe Lombardi right now. Cause it's like, it feels so obvious what needs to change and it just doesn't change. And that, that just makes me really, really curious as to what's going on uh, really within that building with Joe Lombardi or Brandon Staley or, whoever is in charge of that so yeah i mean just to add to that real quick before i get your takeaway from you um 
Yeah, no, I, I think for me, I mean, yeah, play calling, obviously that, that's been highlighted much of the season. For me, it's just the the overall scheme and, and kind of like consistency to, like like you said, just it boils down to, hey, here's what, here's what you have. A superstar quarterback with a literal cannon for an arm who is actually better when he goes off script a little bit. You know, when he's on the run, extending plays, um, he's got the receiver talent and he's got the arm talent to make crazy shit happen, right? So the fact that you're just not, you're not doing enough to put him in more of those situations. Like we talked about, you know, uh, utilizing play action more, more, more bootlegs, just, you know, it, it's going to help the offensive line and it's going to help Herbert and the guys down the field get open a little bit. So, um, you know, just s- simple stuff like going away from that and, and running it, um, you know, on second and long or, or on first and long, it, it's, I don't know, man, it's, it just doesn't seem like the stuff that he's calling is just trying to set up our offense in a good way. It's just, it, it seems inconsistent and it seems just kind of messy, like no drive. I mean, some drives do, um, there, there, there can be drives that from start to finish or there's rhythm and there's, they're moving the ball and there's cohesiveness and other drives. It's just, it's it's it literally seems like some drives someone just comes in and picks up the sticks on Madden and like hey let me try it this drive and then it's like three and out and then it's like next drive like the actual coordinator comes back in the booth like get the fuck out of here like I would feel more comfortable with me picking up the sticks on Madden with some of these play calls so but it's just like the the consistency from drive drive is I've I've questioned that much of the season as well so. But what's what's your biggest takeaway overall? I mean, not just the offense, um, just from this team and this win. I mean, obviously, playoff berth, lots of excitement for this organization, for these fans, for us. What was your biggest takeaway um, from the uh, about this team Monday night? That our defense is balling, dude. That's really all that I think any football fan can say that after watching that game. And by the way, I want to add, I know Colin and I did not record a pre-Colts episode, but we did do we did do uh, bold predictions on our own, and I am up to two and a half bold predictions correct on the season. I predicted three turnovers from our defense. Uh, we got, well, did we get three? Did they ever fumble? Well, we got three, we got the three picks and then a turnover on downs. So, but three, yeah. three for sure. Um so, but yeah, dude, our defense is just flying around. I mean, obviously against an offense like the Colts, I would hope that it was kind of one of those things that it was like, okay, prove to us how dominant you guys can be. You know, going into this game, you knew the Colts offense was absolute dog shit. And it was like, we really, I want to see just an absolute dominant performance on that side of the ball, just to really prove it to us as fans that, yeah, we're, we're legit. And that's exactly what they gave us. And I think that there's a lot to build off of on that defense and dude, Brandon Staley's doing it, man. Brandon Staley, it took him long enough, but Brandon Staley has brought this defense to where we wanted it to be when we thought that when we hired him as a head coach, you know, we thought that he would come in and really change the total mojo of this defense right from the start. Didn't happen last year, didn't happen for a majority of this year, but these last three weeks have really showed that Brandon Staley knows what the fuck he's doing as a defensive play caller for this team. So that that's my biggest takeaway. I, I don't see how you could really go anywhere else other than this defense is balling, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good one. You know, take uh, the defense has been balling out this la- these last couple weeks. Um, you know, I, I would just say rolling. Like this team is rolling right now, and look, it, it's we can nitpick and sit here and 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 sometimes I do it. I'm guilty of it if I do it a lot. Call me out on it, guys. I mean, I just I want this team. I'm always trying to be a realist, but at the same time, like you just gotta sometimes boil it down and and look at it for what it is. And that hey, this team has won three in a row. They're in the playoffs and they're starting to play together at the right time and play play team football. And you know, I think Daniel Popper talked about it um, in one of his articles either last week or sometime recently, but, um, you know, this team has found an identity as well, which I think is huge. I think that alone, 
um, can can help a team, you know, go as far as they want. Like having an identity and, and knowing uh, who who this football team is, what style of football that you play, um, how you how you fight, how you battle back. Um, that says a lot, and, and they've been able to do that. Really, I mean, that's that's been the entire season for for them. You know, like they've they've had to overcome ten point uh, deficits in, in the second half. They've you know had to dig themselves out of a hole in, in the AFC West. They've had to you know climb back into this playoff race. So this team has a lot of fight, and defense is playing really well at the right time, and um, they're just rolling, man. That that was my biggest takeaway. It was like team's winning and when you keep winning you establish a culture culture of winning and I think they're kind of starting to do that and hey man you you take a win any way you can any way you can boil it down here in in this league so yeah that was my my biggest takeaway Yeah, I'm happy you brought up Daniel Popper because that was something I wanted to mention on the last podcast that we never really got to recording but resilience this team is resilient you know, you, you see instances, not necessarily Monday night, just because I was just kind of a straight up murder show of a football game, but Arizona game, you know, you give the ball, Justin Herbert's hands in position to lead a game winning drive in which he had failed to do the last the week, two weeks prior against San Francisco against Kansas City. He leads them right down the field and we we'll go score, get the two point, get out of there with a win. You know, two weeks later, Miami, they're just they're they're resilient, man. We just came out. We were the better team. Defense looked really good against Miami the whole the whole game. Just resilience. Tennessee, what did Justin Herbert do? Justin Herbert has eight game work. Excuse me, five game winning drives this year. Is it five? Yeah, Justin Herbert has five game winning drives this year, which is the most in the league. Mahomes only has three, so. The resilience of this team to overcome the amount of injuries that they've been facing, to overcome poor coordinator play on the offensive side of the ball, to just be able to overcome a quarterback with cracked ribs. Uh, Resilience is the name of this team, and I think resilience is a reason why if we get in, or, well, we are in, but regardless of what seed we get into, I think we can make some things happen. Uh, that's, That's just really, that's our team's identity. That's our defense's identity. That's our offense's identity is they have just really rose to the occasion at the last part of this season. And who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah. Here's a fun fact that uh, I found. So Justin Herbert is 18 and four when his defense holds opponents to fewer than 27 points. So basically when our defense plays average or, or good, we win. So the the fact that I mean people are are trying to label him as like a loser and wow he's just he's finally over 500 for his career is just is silly cuz you look at some of the defenses he's been given especially over his first couple of seasons in in the the league like it's tough to win it's tough to to go out there and and ask your quarterback to put up 35 every week just to have a shot so Look, I know I'm I'm concerned about this offense, just like some other fans are. Um, probably quite a quite a bit of fans, but the fact that this defense is playing so well at the right time, I really think does offset a lot of concerns um, for this playoff run coming up. Because, look, like you said, man, Justin Herbert, he's got five game winning drives. If you give him a chance in the fourth quarter of a game, you're never out of it. Um, this defense is is, you know, they're grimy enough to to battle and and to hold you know to to keep this offense in it we've seen that already numerous times this season whether or not we've come out on top of those games um there's been i i could probably think of a handful of games this year that easily could have been out of hand um you know had our defense not kind of kept us in the fight so anything's possible anything's possible in these playoffs um even with uh joe lombardi as our offensive coordinator um now the point thing does still concern me a little bit, but hey, if this defense is going to hold opposing offenses to 17, 20 points, like I, I like our chances. 
I do too, man. Um, I kind of honestly wish that these next two weeks we would kind of get more of a challenge for our defense, just kind of like a, well, okay, let's really prove it to us before the playoffs. You know, I wish that we were playing – I don't wish we were playing Kansas City, but I wish that we were playing like a Kansas City-like team with the playoffs already clinched just so we could really go out there and really give us some more ramifications to really believe in this defense going into the playoffs because I guess this might be a decent time to – switch over to the playoff picture, but it's most likely looking like if we get up to the five seed, it'll most likely be Jacksonville. Um, and then if we're still at the six, it would probably be either Cincinnati or Baltimore, which obviously Cincinnati and Jacksonville are two very, very good offenses right now that are really getting hot at the right time, just like our defense is getting hot at the right time. So it is kind of one of those things I wanted. I wish that we were playing somebody these last two weeks in kind of a game that I mean, every game matters, especially for seeding now. But obviously now that we're clinched in the playoffs, like I want to see them play a game that if they lose, it's like kind of whatever. It's not that heartbreaking. But I want to see what this defense would it will be able to do, especially come playoff time. So, yeah. Can I say, I, I think the Rams could be a, a decent test. I mean, like we don't have any game. Well, yeah, we. I mean, the Broncos game is, is going to be a – I mean, anything can happen, but should be a slaughter. It seems like we'll fucking roll that that team. But I think this week's game coming up, and we can talk about this more on on the pregame episode. But uh, I think I think Baker Mayfield is is starting to kind of find his stride in that offense now. Like they they're missing some weapons still, but um, they still have a decent running back, Cam Akers, um, decent tight end, Tyler Higby. I've always been high on him. Um, he had a heck of a game last week against Denver. Um, and, you know, like, it's not the best test, but, I mean, it's it's definitely something more than what what we saw a couple nights ago. Could be, yeah. Like, that, that Indianapolis offense was just that, – that might have been – outside of the Broncos, that's probably the, the saddest offense we've – we faced this season. I, I think that Indianapolis is probably worse than the Broncos, dude. I mean, Broncos at least have some weapons. I mean, Jerry Judy's not horrible. Corlin Sutton's not horrible. But yeah, that Indianapolis team was bad. I don't think the Rams are going to be pr- are going to prove as much of a test for us either. I know Baker has looked decent the last few weeks, but you know, he, he, Cooper Cup's not going to be back. Uh, their running back is Cam Akers. Like, I, I just don't think the Rams are going to really prove as much of a test for us. But you know that's kind of that's kind of why I wanted to bring up that point is I just wish that we would have one more game before the playoffs against a really elite unit, just to see like okay, are we really is our defense really made to roll in the playoffs or is it just kind of one of those things they're getting hot now and once they face some of these elite offensive teams, uh, they're gonna exploit some of our weaknesses. So so definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, I mean. Look, I mean, even the stretch of defense that we played really well in. I mean, you could you could probably you could include that San Francisco game and that you know games that we our defenses have stepped up. The Kansas City game, not so much, but really, I mean, since then, like, yeah, we played the Dolphins, but look, the Titans' offense was was already struggling and and kind of dying. Like Tannehill played on a bum ankle. Derek, I mean, Derrick Henry still went for 100 yards, but he's Derrick Henry. Like, just give him the ball 20 times, and that's what's going to happen. Um, but even then, like, they didn't they didn't have an AJ Brown. They didn't have, they didn't have that receiving. Like, they didn't, they didn't even have uh, the, what's the rookie that was out of Arkansas? Oh, uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. So like, they didn't really have an over like a really deep, deep, deep threat. Yeah, they had Robert Woods, but Robert Woods by himself, like that's that's kind of, of a pathetic offense as well. Like it's not much. So really, I mean, two of the four, four out of the last five games that we've played defense has stepped up. Two of those games have been against really bad offenses. And two of them have been against pretty good offenses respect, like top third of the league offenses. I mean, I know Jimmy G is not the, the greatest quarterback, um, and, and neither is Tua, but I mean, just the weapons that those offenses have, like those are respectable outings for sure. So look, not going to discredit their last, you know, the, the other two performances against um, Tennessee and 
uh, Indianapolis, even though I just kind of did. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I get what you're saying, and there's no way to really, there's just no way to tell. There's no way to to know for sure, like how this how this defense is going to perform when they see a Joe Burrow or a Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we kind of know what to expect already from like as good as this defense can play. Are we really? Are we? Do we ever see a, a game in which we hold Kansas City under twenty points? Probably not. No. Like if we win that can if we have to go to Arrowhead in the playoffs, we win that game because we win it in a shootout. And that's why I start to get kind of concerned about this team because yes, they have been playing really good defense, but is it good enough against a Joe Burrow, uh, Patrick Mahomes? Oddly enough, I think it is for for Josh Allen. The way he's been playing this this last four or five weeks, I would almost like outside of the weather effect of playing in Buffalo, like that team doesn't scare me. Yeah. Um I don't know who scares me or not right now. Just because I think we're one Kansas of City. Well. I, I mean yeah, Kansas City and then I think the next one for me would be like Cincinnati. Cincy. Yeah. I can understand Kansas City, but like we know we know what to do to beat Kansas City. You know, we, that's the team that we play twice a year. That's a division rivalry. You know, those games can really go either way do would playing Kansas City first round be ideal no but if we get past the first round let's say we meet them in the second round I don't hate our odds against Kansas City you know I'm not saying I'm not gonna no like I think it's, that game's I think a, in theory it's a 50 50 like from the from the sense that it's always a close game it's gonna come down down to three points or less and usually it ends on the last drive of the game. So it's kind of one of those things where it's 50-50 in the sense of like whoever kind of has the ball last is probably going to win. I mean, think about Kent. It seems like every single time we play Kansas City, first time we were one unlucky-ass 99-yard pick six from probably beating them, and then the second time we were one defensive stop, which I'm taking – our defense, how they're playing right now, I'm definitely taking them over how, how they're playing just... against Kansas City that last time, but – you know, they have to. They have to prove it to me, man. That's they, they've broken my heart too many times against before the playoff. I've seen Travis Kelsey run in for too many game winners. That it just like, yeah, yeah it, it irks me, man. I know, but it is what it is, man. We're, we're in. That's all that we got to be happy about. Now. Oh, we're fucking in, baby. We're we're fucking in. These next two we're weeks are going to be a lot of fun because not as stressful. Uh, we're in the dance. Anything can happen. Um, and look, this season's been a fucking roller coaster. Here we are talking about how we're concerned about some aspects of this team heading into the playoffs. A month ago, we're like, we ain't fucking making the playoffs. A month ago, we wanted Brandon weeks- Staley to be publicly executed. And now he was- Exactly. And two weeks from now, we could be talking about how our, our offense is fucking playing the best offense, uh, the best ball they played all season, and they've put up back to back 30 point games. Like, this conversation can completely change two weeks from now, even heading into the dance. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see. Um, but, but lots to be excited about. And just no matter how this season ends, like we accomplished, like, I think you can say, and like not everyone, everyone might not agree with this statement, but I think you can say this has been a somewhat like more successful season than a failure. Now, People define successful seasons in a lot of different ways. Some people would probably only define it by winning the whole thing. Everything else is a failure. I, I, I can, I get that. Um, but just from the adversity that this team has fought through, um, you know, going through, I mean, midseason, like, should we, should we fire this coach? Like, the media is talking about it. Is he on the hot seat? Um, is Sean Payton going to be there? To a couple weeks later, we're clinched. We're in. And now this same coach has this team rolling, defense playing great. Um, it's from where we were a month ago. I, I would consider this season a success. How about you? Oh hell yes, dude! And I think, I think even though let's say even, geez, I cannot speak. But regardless of how this and not to ends, mention the, the injuries too. Like I didn't even think I I grazed over yeah, that. The but. amount of Jesus Christ, the dude! Of it was that bad. We have faced this year and have overcome 
is just insurmountable. And I think it's proved a lot about the culture of this team. It's proved a lot about the leadership skills of our quarterback, about other people within the locker room. And I think one great thing is that it's going, this season is going to expose some weaknesses, aka Joe Lombardi uh, going forward. And it's just going to make us better overall. So I guess this raises a good question for you that I wanted to ask you earlier today. Do you think, let's say we do well in the playoffs. I guess my biggest fear would be that we do well in the playoffs and that we kind of go, go back onto, well, OC is not an issue and Joe Lombardi retains his job next year. What do you, do you think that's realistic or I I don't know. That Mm. might just be a fear that that's a really good question. That might just be a fear that a lot of fans are facing. That might just be something that's in my head, but it feels like, especially with the lack of changes that we've seen over the years, it feels like that's something that could very become a real possibility. I would really like to believe that that would not be the case. I think, look, just go back and look at the season. Um, like I said, zoom out, and no matter how the season ends, like I don't think, I, as crazy as crazy as this is, like the like we have gotten to where we've gotten this year by our, our defense and our special teams, like, and not like, not despite Justin Herbert, but like the offense just hasn't put up a lot of points. Like it hasn't, it hasn't done anything for, even for me as a, as a diehard fan throughout the season where I like, there hasn't been one moment in time where I'm like, wow, this offense is insane. Like we can, we can score on anyone. We can, you know, we, we can put together, drives and and like like how I felt like in the late 20 2010s when we were putting you know top five passing offense and scoring offense in the league like just that that kind of level of like I just haven't seen it at all this season you know we put up 16 points 20 points 24 points 26 points like uh we've only scored above 30 points twice which is something I think they said we did eight times last year, seven or eight times last year. So that's a regression. Um, Justin Herbert's had a little bit of a regression this year. I mean, only 21 passing touchdowns going into week 17, which to me, that's the most alarming stat offensively, I think. I mean, that's insane. Um, so, yeah, like I, this team is a playoff team and, and they could even go on a run but how much of that can you contribute to your offense? And, and I mean, let's say if it isn't a big offensive moment, how much of it is just Justin Herbert, <laughs> like being Justin Herbert and making an, an insane play to win a game, you know, like it has less to do, I think with the overall offensive performance and just, you have a superstar quarterback that's bailing you out that if you didn't have him instead of 20 points a game, you'd be scoring probably fucking 10 or nine. Yeah. And so I really hope they – I mean, to answer your question, like I don't know, but I really hope that they wouldn't look at that and be like, you know what, OC isn't, isn't an issue. Like <laughs> we just – we weren't – like it, it's a fear of mine too, man. Like how much of at the end of the season is going to – is the blame going to be put back on injuries? Yeah. Well, the reason why we weren't competitive in the AFC West and we couldn't keep up with the Chiefs is because we were injured. It wasn't It wasn't the offense. Yes, it was. We've had our fucking the only starters I think we're missing on offense or that we have been missing for the last like month is like Jalen Guyton and outside of like Corey Lindsley missing a game or two. Um and Rashawn Slater. That's it. Like you have ninety percent of your offense out there. Like on the defensive side of the ball, completely different conversation. It's it's not looking that hot. But they're outperforming what they should be. And here you are on the offensive side, you're as healthy as probably any offensive unit in the league. And that's what you get. So I really hope Staley has the ability to fire his buddy. I really hope, I mean, that's like, he's done enough to, to win back the fan base, getting into the playoffs, going on a winning streak that, that it takes away a lot of problems that you have. (laughs) You know, it solves a lot of problems and issues that you have. So for the meantime, I think people are kind of back on the Staley train. Um, but if we lose in the divisional round and the championship round and the wild card round, 
wherever, however this season ends, people are going to like the first thing they're going to bitch about. And rightfully so is Joe Lombardi. Like the second the clock hits zero and there's no more positive vibes until like draft day. All people are going to talk about is like, wow, fucking Lombardi. Like Jesus Christ, look at our play calls throughout the, you know, like, so I, I think they would have to, man. I don't know. Like it scares me to think about it, but it terrifies me to think about going into camp with Joe Lombardi as OC next year. Like, I think the writing's on the wall. So that's why I'm just like, dude, I don't know how they couldn't. So then I guess, I don't know. I One thing that's just puzzled me all year is like you mentioned the stat, we scored 30 something points in eight games last year. Where did this regression come from? I don't remember really wanting to come at Joe Lombardi's neck last year, but so where is, not there are moments, he wasn't my like, favorite, but he's obviously taken a massive step back this year. So where the yeah. hell's the play calls from last year? I don't know, dude. And like that's I said, it's like part. usually as an offensive coordinator, like, and I get that there's two types of, it's kind of the same way with head coaches. Like there's two types of coaches, really. There's, there's a coach that has a system and ask his players to adapt and to play their system. And then there are coaches that kind of see what they have around. Like they take a peek around the room and they're like, okay, I got this guy. I got that guy. And they're like, okay, with the formula that I have, this offense is like, let, like, let me adapt to them. Like John Harbaugh, I think, and Lamar Jackson, like that's one of the best examples recently of just a coach being like, you know what? This is what this guy's good at. I'm going to surround him with the stuff that he needs to be good because that's that's what he is, right? I'm not going to make him be a, a Peyton Manning. It's just not going to work. So I don't know. It just seems like he's like he's not doing – all that he can to put his offense in, in better situations. And I kind of go back to when I mentioned, you know, not not having play designs to to set you up in those situations, you know, getting Herbert on, on the run, getting him to extend plays, use his legs, um, you know, incorporating the run game. We've seen we've seen our, our running backs. I was laughing when we were watching the broadcast a couple times. They're like, oh, they can't run the ball at all. And I'm like, hmm. That's not necessarily true. We can run the ball. I think our, our backs are averaging like four yards a carry. It's just we completely abandon it. Yeah. How many games this year has Herbert had more than like 40 passing attempts? Too many. He had 50 in the fucking Miami no, game. 50 crazy. fucking passing attempts. Like, it's insane, dude. Like, you're just completely, like, it's so one-dimensional. Defenses know um, that you're going to pass it. It's eight out of, like 80% chance you're going to pass it. And they know when you pass it, like most likely where the ball is going to get thrown to. It's going to get thrown to or around the line of scrimmage. And they love to throw it to, to the running backs, right? So they, they have linebackers and spies, and it's just like how many times this year have we seen? I mean, sometimes we blame it on the offensive line, but it's just like, dude, there's nowhere to throw the fucking ball. So then you see Herbert kind of like getting rushed out of the pocket and plays break down, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a mess. Yeah, it's it has been just not a great year for the offense. We can all attest to that. Um, but I'm going to give them some hope. Maybe we'll see some promise these last two weeks that we can carry into the playoffs. But, yeah, um, for now, I'm just – I'm happy we're in. A lot less stressed out yep. to deal with these last two weeks. Um, obviously, I want us to win these last two weeks, especially for seating-wise and just for – morale and being a fan but yeah. not gonna break and dude winning now say we drop one of these next two it's not gonna it's not gonna break my heart so winning, winning that would just be so satisfying i mean I, I remember the year i think it was 09 um we started two and three and then we won out <laughs> and we finished 13 and three um yeah it's just it's just something about like when you win out it just feels like you it's just like satisfying like you've you rolled the, you rolled the dice and it landed on like an even number or something like that. You know, it just, it, it's good vibes. It's it's good, good juju heading into the playoffs and, yeah, and I, like it's just it's momentum. I really think we will win out. Wink. Well, sorry, I think we'll lose out. Wink, wink. Uh, wink, wink, wink. Yes, reverse psychology in the rest of these, these uh, predictions. But re-listen. It worked. Hey, we did it again. It worked. We're like. 
we're since we've started the Chargers three game winning streak, arguably is because of us. Good point. So, um, yeah, man, I we're definitely better than the teams left on our schedule. So, I guess we'll just see how that goes. Just gotta take care of business, man, and uh, hopefully, maybe someday we'll get updates on some of these injured players. Yeah, who knows? Joey Bosa may be ready to return for the start of next season at this point. So. <laughs> for real uh no update going into training camp on joey bus that groin's really really hurting so we found out they just like completely like removed his groin and put like a robo groin, robo groin. in yeah robo dick robo dick bosa i like that that's, that's gonna be his new nickname so yeah man i don't know we'll see but uh oh man Good vibes, exciting times, Chargers back in the playoffs. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at PowderHourPodLA for all the latest news and updates about the Bolts. Bolt up. Peace.